Well, hey, everybody, it's Adam Shell, the pastor at Melbourne Heights, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast. Now, obviously, a lot has been going on in the world since we dropped our last episode last Sunday afternoon. The coronavirus has been spreading, and it's been impacting just about every facet of our lives, from sporting events being canceled or suspended to the mad rush that's been happening around grocery stores and shopping centers across the country. This virus is impacting everything, and that includes our church. So this Sunday, we didn't meet here in person at Melbourne Heights, but that didn't stop us from recording a message that I think we all need to hear right now. In the midst of all of the fear, all of the anxiety, all of the chaos that's happening in the world around us, we need to know how we as people of faith can respond. So that's exactly what we're talking about in this episode's sermon. So let's get right into it today. Well, hey, everybody. You know, about this time last week when our worship service was finishing up and we were all getting ready to go home and go about our normal lives over the course of the next seven days, I thought I knew exactly where we were headed as a church. I had a sermon that was completely planned out. We had a worship service that was prepared and ready to go. We even got bulletins printed out. But then we received word last Sunday night that the first confirmed case of coronavirus or COVID-19 It hit right here in our own county, Jefferson County, Kentucky, and things became a little bit more uncertain. Now, at first, we hoped that we would be able to go about business as usual. We planned on being here this Sunday, and I was going to deliver the same message I already had prepared. We were going to, to have the same worship service that we already had planned. But as the week progressed, it became clear that that's not how things were going to need to work out. Over the course of the week, the coronavirus continued to spread, not just here in the state of Kentucky, but across the United States and across the world. And there were other things that were happening, like the stock market was crashing and people were just going into a panic that made it clear that we couldn't just have a normal Sunday here at Melbourne Heights. So we're not going to try to treat it like a normal Sunday. So I'm not standing inside of the sanctuary right now recording a a video to, to play to you guys. That's why I'm sitting here in my office talking straight to the camera. Because today is not a normal Sunday for us, and we don't want to treat it like it is. Because right now, all of us are wondering what all of this means to us, how we're supposed to live our lives right now. And there's two temptations that we have. We have the temptation right now that we can just underreact to all of this news. We can try to go about our our lives as usual, just go on like nothing is happening. Or we can overreact to everything that's happening in this world. We can try to run out to every store in the city, buying all of the hand sanitizer and toilet paper and everything else that we can possibly find so that we can lock ourselves away in our houses waiting for the end of the world to come. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm an expert on what's happening with the spread of the coronavirus. And I don't know where everything is headed for us as individuals, for us as a church, for us as a nation, or for us as human beings living in this world. But I can speak from a perspective of faith. So this morning, I'm pressing pause on the series of sermons that we were working our way through. And I just want to talk to you about what this means for us as individuals, and particularly for us as people of faith. Because right now today, the world around us has changed. We've seen things that we have never seen before. The world of professional sports has been completely disrupted. The NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball have all suspended play in their seasons. The NCAA has canceled the men's and women's college basketball tournaments this year. Schools, colleges, and universities are closing down for the semester. And public schools right here in the state of Kentucky 
have the next two weeks off to try to stop the spread of this disease. Travel bans are appearing, and it seems like they may even restrict the way that we are allowed to move around the United States. Grocery stores are running out of not just toilet paper anymore, but all of their shelves seem to be emptying out. So how is it that we're supposed to live through this? Because right now, things are uncertain and things are scary. Now, the first thing that I want to say is that we as a church, we're not ready to make any long-term or permanent decisions about what all of this means for us. I found that in times of crisis and panic that it's wise not to project about what's going to happen in the future, but to make wise decisions based on the information that we have today. So we're going to continue to follow the information as it continues to come out, and we're going to make decisions for our church one day at a time and one week at a time. But I do want to spend some time talking about how we can live out our faith today, even in the midst of this uncertainty. Because here's the truth. We as people of faith, we are supposed to live differently than the world around us. And when so many people in the world around us are panicking because the stock market is dropping or because they're unable to find the basic necessities inside of grocery stores while they're shopping, we're not supposed to be caught up inside of this panic. We are supposed to be different. And that's because our hope isn't tied to anything that happens in this world. Our hope is tied to something greater. Our hope is tied to God. So we're not supposed to live like people who don't have hope in the face of this uncertainty. We're supposed to be different, and we're not supposed to be afraid. We hear the, those words over and over again throughout Scripture, fear not or do not be afraid. And that's how we're supposed to live. That's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to be different than the world around us, and we are supposed to live by our faith and not out of our fear. We're supposed to live by faith and not out of fear. You know, this is what Jesus tries to instill in his disciples as Jesus' time on earth is coming to an end. In John chapter 14, as Jesus is gathered together, sharing a last meal, a last time together with his disciples, he tries to stress that they are not supposed to be afraid, even though he is soon going to be leaving them and ascending back into the heaven. So Jesus tells them, in the Gospel of John, or John's biography of Jesus, right out of the beginning in John 14, he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, so believe also in me. And later on in that same chapter, he goes on to say to them, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. What Jesus is trying to stress in this passage to those disciples back then and to us today is that we are not supposed to be afraid even in certain situations and circumstances that we don't have control over. The disciples were about to see their teacher, their master, their Lord, their Messiah ascend into the heavens. And Jesus tells them not to be afraid. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty scary situation to me. These disciples, most of them had spent the last three years of their lives following Jesus. They had given up everything, their livelihoods, everything to follow Jesus along the way. And now Jesus is telling them that he's going to be leaving. And he tells them not to be afraid. That just doesn't sound reasonable to us. Anytime that we're in situations that are outside of our control, we get scared. We've been living through that as a church over the last couple of years ourselves, as we've been working through the process of selling our building so that we can continue to follow God's calling for us as a church in the future. So we know a little bit about living through uncertain times. And we've seen every step along the way that God has continued to be there with us, that God has helped us make it through another day, another week, another month, and even another year through this process. God has shown us that there is nothing for us to be afraid of. 
because God is ultimately the one that is in control. And that's what we trust right now. We trust that God is control, in control of everything that is happening around us and that our God is going to be faithful to us because God is good. God is good and God is always at work in this world. I mean, think about it for a second. That passage from John 14 that we were just reading, think about what that really says. Jesus, God made flesh, was at work in the world. He was walking this earth. He was literally here and present. And that hasn't changed just because of Jesus' crucifixion and his resurrection and his ascension. God didn't leave us behind to deal with everything on our own when Jesus went back into the heavens to be at the Father's right hand. God is still with us, still helping us through. And because of that reason, you know, that's why Paul can tell us uh, what he does in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, where he says, For God has not given us a, spe a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Paul can tell us that God hasn't given us a, a spirit that makes us afraid or that makes us timid because we know that God is always with us. So we can have a spirit that is filled with power and love and self-discipline. So right now, with everything happening in the world, we don't need to be panicking. We can have a sense of peace knowing that God is in control. We can have faith instead of being afraid because we know that God is in control. Now, there's something else that we need to hear in the midst of everything that is happening, something that makes us different from the world that we live in. And here's what that is. We as people of faith are not supposed to be selfish. We are supposed to be sacrificial. We are not supposed to be selfish. We are supposed to be sacrificial. And right now, that's not exactly the spirit that we see in the world around us. A lot of people in the world around us right now, and including even some of us, we're being a little bit selfish right now. We've seen this over the course of the last few days as grocery stores and, and other places have been hit up and people have been buying up everything that they can get their hands on. You know, you couldn't walk into a Kroger or a Target or a Walmart right now and have any hope of finding hand sanitizer or toilet paper or anything along those lines. But we're supposed to live differently from that. We're supposed to be sacrificial, trying to help out one another through this time, instead of being selfish and only trying to take care of ourselves. In the book of Philippians, when Paul's writing that letter to the church in Philippi, he tells them in chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others, but be humble, thinking of other people as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for you and your own interests, but take an interest in others too. That's what we're supposed to be doing right now. We're supposed to be taking an interest in other people and not just looking out for ourselves. It's ultimately, ultimately what led us to this decision to cancel church services for the next couple of weeks. We're not trying to look out for our best interest. We're trying to look out for the best interest of everyone who's a part of our church and for our community as a whole. And if by missing a couple of hours together over the next few weeks, we help stop or curtail the spread of this coronavirus, then we're doing what we're meant to do. We're being sacrificial. We're giving up something that's important to us for the benefit of other people. Now, during the early years of the church, they faced a lot. They faced a lot of extreme persecution, and a lot of people in the early church were losing their lives for their faith. First century Christians were living in a completely different world than we live in most of the time. But even in the face of all of the persecution that they were experiencing, even in the midst of all of the uncertainty that they had, they weren't 
living selfishly. They weren't trying to stockpile goods. You never hear a story inside of Scripture where the, the earliest followers of Jesus were rushing out into the Jerusalem megamart to grab up emergency supplies. And that's because we're the body of Christ. We're supposed to put other people ahead of ourselves. We're told this in Acts chapter 2, actually, about what happens in the church. We're told that all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple and in the courts, and they broke bread in their homes and together with glad and sincere hearts. Right there, we're told what the early church was like. They weren't living selfishly, they were living sacrificially. They were literally selling the property and the possessions that they had so that they could give to people that were in need. So that's what we need to think about as we're out shopping, as we're out trying to take care of ourselves over the next couple of weeks. You know, if you have the choice to buy one bottle of hand sanitizer or buy 10, you probably aren't going to go through 10 bottles of hand sanitizer in a week. If you have the choice to buy one pack of toilet paper or to buy 20, you're probably not going to go through 20 packs of toilet paper over the course of a week. So you need to be willing to sacrifice a little bit to help other folks out along the way. And we actually have a way that you can help us do this here at Malvern Heights because the truth is, just because we're not having Sunday morning worship services, that doesn't mean that the ministry of our church has been put on hold. We're continuing to work with the Cabbage Patch House like we do every year in the weeks leading up to Easter, trying to make sure that they are able to have a pantry that's fully stocked to take care of their clients when they come in. I talked with Doug Holm, who's our contact at the Cabbage Patch, earlier this week, and I told him that over the last couple of weeks, we were able to collect about 300 cans of soup for him and a bunch of boxes of cereal. And I asked if he wanted to stop by and pick those up this upcoming week, because I know that even though the Cabbage Patch House is going to be closed down for programming, they're going to have a lot of parents whose kids are home from school over the next few weeks that are still in need. So we want to put the, these, the, the cans of soup we've collected, the boxes of cereal, into the Patch's hands so that they have those to pass out. And I want to encourage you, if you are able to, this week, to think about continuing to give to the Cabbage Patch House. Like I said, for the next three weeks, school here in Jefferson County is closed. Now, there's going to be uh, pop-up sites that are happening where kids can go out and they can still get lunch um, provided by the school system. But there are going to be plenty of families that are hurting, plenty of families that are in need. So if you're able to go out and buy some more cans of chicken noodle soup or some more boxes of cereal and bring them by the church so that we can give them to the Cabbage Patch House, that's a great way for us to continue to do ministry, a way that we can continue to put other people ahead of ourselves. We have to remember that. We are supposed to be giving of ourselves. We're supposed to be sacrificial, not selfish during this time. And that leads me into the last thing that I want to say to you in this message. Another way that we as people of faith are supposed to be different from the world around us. We have been given the light of Christ, and we're supposed to let that light shine. Now, yes, under the procedures and protocols of social distancing, we're not really able to be out around other people the way that we're accustomed to. We're not going to be able to, to go out and sit inside of restaurants. We're not going to be doing a whole lot of shopping outside of our houses. And we're definitely not going to be coming into this building and gathering together in large groups. So it's harder right now for us to find ways to let our light shine. It feels like we're all hiding under the bushel that is the roofs of our house. But we're told, Jesus tells us this in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. He says, you are the light of the world. 
In a town that's built on a hill, it cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and then put it under a bushel. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to, every, to, light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, during this time when people are afraid and unsettled and anxious and looking for hope, we're the ones who have hope. Hope that goes well beyond the ways of this world. Hope that lasts for eternity. So we're supposed to be letting our light and letting this hope shine. Now, yeah, this virus may be highly contagious. We really don't know at this point. But I hope that we as Christians, that the light that we have in us is going to be even more contagious during this time. I hope that we are all out there spreading the hope, the peace, the joy, the love of Christ and the world around us. Because we're not of this world. We're supposed to be different from this world. So we're not supposed to be anxious and panicked and afraid. We're supposed to be living like people who have the hope of Christ. And because we know that Jesus is with us, we don't have to be overly concerned and afraid about what's happening in the world around us. You know, over the last day or so, I've been doing a little bit of research and looking into to what the Bible tells us about um, in times in the Bible where it features the word not. And there's a lot of times that we're told things that we're not supposed to do. At the birth of Jesus, the angel tells uh, the, the shepherds, do not be afraid because I bring to you good news and great joy. Jesus says um, that he did not come for the healthy, but he came for the sick, not for the righteous, but for the sinners. We are not of this world. We are not of this world. So we do not live by bread alone, but we live off of every word that comes from God. Jesus does not lead us into temptation, but he delivers us from evil. We do not store up for ourselves treasures on this earth, but we store them up for ourselves in heaven. We are told, do not worry about tomorrow, because each day has enough trouble of its own. We're told that we are to walk by faith and not by sight and clear understanding. God has not given us a spirit of fear. We need to remember these things. We need to remember what we are not supposed to be like during this difficult time. We're not supposed to be afraid. We're not supposed to be selfish. We're supposed to be different because we have good news. We are saved by grace, by the grace of God. And God is always with us, no matter what is happening in the world ahead. God's always going to be with you. And no matter what happens over the next couple of weeks as we push pause on our regular worship services and activities, that's not going to change. Just because we can't gather inside of a building and worship together, that doesn't mean that God has given up on us. God's still with us. God's still with you. So I hope that you can trust in God over the next few weeks. Now, I do also want to encourage you to continue to follow the guidelines that have been given to us by the Center for Disease Control and from the World Health Organization. Make sure that you're practicing these things, the simple little things like washing your hands properly um, multiple times throughout the course of the day and also all the guidelines that go along with social distancing. 
And just because we're not having church, I hope that you're not out running around doing a million different things on Sunday morning, but you're taking these, these things seriously, that you're staying at home, trying to make sure that we can curtail the spread of the coronavirus. Now, we as a church, we're going to continue to figure out what church looks like for us over the next few weeks during the midst of this uncertainty. We're going to be back with you again next Sunday morning. I'll have another message for you, and we'll see what else we're able to include inside of our worship service then. But today was different, and it needed to be different. So instead of trying to treat it like another Sunday, I just wanted to talk to you directly. I wanted to tell you what's been on my heart over the last couple of days. So I've been thinking about what's been going on in our world and how afraid and uncertain we are all feeling right now. I want to make sure that you're not underreacting to this news and treating it like nothing's really happening. And I want to make sure that you're not overreacting to this news and stockpiling everything that's inside. I want you to know where our true confidence comes from. We're not supposed to be afraid about what's happening in this world because we have a God that created this world, that created everything in this world, including you. God loves you, and God is with you through this difficult time. And if there's anything that we as a church can do for you during this time, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're working with your deacons to make sure that they're reaching out and contacting you this week. I'm going to be picking up the phone, making calls myself, trying to reach out and see how you guys are doing. But right now, I just want you to hear these words. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because God is with you, no matter what else happens in this world. May God bless you throughout this week. Continue to follow our Facebook page and our church website to see what's happening around us. We'll also be reaching out to you through emails, text messages, all those sorts of things, making sure that you know what's going on here at Melbourne Heights. I'm going to be praying for you this week, and if there's anything that we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love you, and now I just want to stop and I want to pray for you. God, you know right now that we are in the midst of a very uncertain time. And you know how afraid all of us are feeling. We don't really know what tomorrow brings. We sit and we listen to the evening news. We pick up newspapers. We scroll through our Facebook feeds or whatever else, God. And we're just overwhelmed by everything that is happening around us. We don't know which sources to truly trust throughout this whole process. And that makes us even more afraid. But God, right now, we just want to call out to you. We know that you have not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but you have given us a spirit of strength and power, God. So we just call on you right now to help us tap into that spirit of strength and power. Allow us to not be afraid of what's happening in the world around us, God. Allow us to have confidence because of you. And use that confidence to help us be different in this world. Let us let your light shine around us in the coming days and weeks when we are encountering people as we're out picking up food from a restaurant or doing a little bit of grocery shopping or whatever else it is that we need to do. Allow us to shine your light and to show the world that we're different by being sacrificial instead of selfish during this time. And God, we pray that you watch over everyone that is hearing my voice right now. Keep us safe and healthy. And be with everyone who has been affected and impacted by this coronavirus, God. We pray for those people that are hospitalized right now, seeking care and treatment. We pray for the families that are at their bedsides or wondering what's happening with their loved ones. 
And we pray for everyone in the world all around us that is a little bit afraid and anxious right now. God, allow us to be presence of your peace in this time. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you guys. We hope to see you back here at Melbourne Heights in person soon. But until that day is able to come, know that you can continue to check in with us. We'll continue to be present here online, and we're going to do what we can to minister to you throughout this difficult time. God bless you and keep you, and we'll see you back here online or someplace else soon. Hey, it's Adam again, and thanks for listening to this episode of our sermon podcast. I hope this sermon has helped put some of your fears to rest and helped you know that you can always rely on God no matter what's going on in the world around you. And I also hope that it's challenged you to live differently right now. With everything that's going on in the world around us, we as people of faith, we need to be the light of Christ in this world. We need to be different. We need to be sacrificial, not selfish during this time. Now, I don't know exactly what the future holds for us right now at Melbourne Heights. I don't know how long it's going to be before we're meeting in person again, but I know that we have canceled our services for next Sunday, March 22nd. But that doesn't mean that we won't have a message for you here on our sermon podcast. So tune back in next Sunday afternoon. If you subscribe to our podcast, um, our sermon will be sent straight to your favorite podcasting app, and you can listen to it then. As always, I'm going to be praying for you guys this week. I hope that you're able to stay healthy, and I encourage you to join with me in praying for everyone whose life has been impacted and affected by this virus that's going on right now. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Sunday for another sermon podcast.